Hello everybody, this is Unconventional and Free. Welcome to my channel. Hope you guys are doing well. I ask that you go ahead and subscribe, hit the button and subscribe to the channel where every week I will be bringing you hot topics, news, politics, and more. Thank you so much for joining me. And today I will be discussing mental illness in the United States. So mental illnesses are common in the United States. Nearly one in five U.S. adults live with a mental illness, about 52.9 million people. Mental illnesses include many different conditions that vary in degree of severity, ranging from mild to moderate to severe. There are two broad categories that can be used to describe these conditions. Any mental illness, which is AMI, and serious mental illness, SMI. And what a serious mental illness is defined as is a mental, behavioral, or emotional disorder resulting in serious functional impairment, which interferes with or limits one or more major life activities. There you go. And the definition of any mental illness is defined as a mental, behavioral, or emotional disorder that can vary in impact ranging from no impairment to mild, moderate, and even severe impairments. And um, as far as the prevalence of the AMI, in 2020, there are an estimated 52.9 million adults age 18 or older in the U.S. with AMI. This represented 21% of all U.S. adults. The prevalence of AMI was higher among females at 25.8% than males, 15.8%. Young adults aged 18 to 25 years had the highest prevalence of AMI, 30.6%, compared to adults aged 26 to 49 years, 25.3%, and aged 50 and older, 14.5%. The prevalence of AMI was highest among the adults reporting two or more races, 35.8%, followed by white adults, 22.6%. The AMI was lowest among Asian Americans at 13.9%. In 2020, among the 52.9 million adults with a mental illness, 24.3 million, which is 46.2%, received mental health services in the past year. More females with AMI, 51.2%, received mental health services than males with AMI, 37.4, and so forth. And so we know that there is a lot of people out there that have a mental illness, but evidence is showing that a lot of people are not receiving the services they need as far as um, the services they need for mental illness. One in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental illnesses every year. And so we know that it's there, but as far as not getting the treatment, we know that that's a big issue. And part of that can be is because maybe there's a fear of medical, people don't want to take medications, there's a stigma surrounding mental illness, people don't want to be labeled as so-called crazy, or that they can't take care of themselves, or they think they can handle it on their own. Or, or they just don't have access to health care. You know, there's people that are homeless and don't have the money to seek medical care. There's people every year that treat things on their own or just ignore what they're going through. 
And some people just don't think they have a mental illness as well. So in order to treat a mental illness, it's important to understand some of the symptoms that come along with it. And some of the symptoms that people experience with a mental illness is things such as excessive worry or fear, feeling excessively sad or low, confused thinking or problems concentrating and learning, extreme mood changes, including uncontrollable highs or lows, or feelings of euphoria, prolonged or strong feelings of irritability or anger, avoiding friends and so social situations, difficulties understanding or relating to other people, changes in sleeping habits or feeling tired and low energy, changes in eating habits such as an increased hunger or lack of appetite, changes in sex drive, difficulty perceiving reality, delusions or hallucinations in which a person experiences and senses things that don't exist in objective reality, inability to perceive changes in one own um, feelings, behaviors, or personality, overuse of substances such as alcohol or drugs, multiple physical issues without obvious causes such as headaches, stomach aches, ongoing aches and pains, thinking about suicide, inability to carry out daily activities or handle daily problems and stress, an intense fear of weight gain or concern with appearance. There can also be changes in school performance, excessive worry or anxiety, for instance, fighting to avoid bad or school, hyperactive behavior, frequent nightmares, disobedience or aggression, temper tantrums, and so forth. And when it comes to these, this is not just a one-time thing and it goes away. They no longer have these issues. This is an ongoing struggle. So this might be something they experience every day. Maybe they're having nightmares three out of five days a week. Maybe they're feeling sad or down for weeks at a time, months at a time, and they really can't get out of it. And it's bringing them down. It's affecting their life. And when it becomes to the point of where it's impacting their lives and their ability to function every day, it um, can be recognized as a mental illness. And when it comes to, when it comes to, um, Mental illnesses, there are a few that kind of stand out here. For example, anxiety disorders, a lot of people have, and that can affect them in, for example, they might have an anxiety disorder, they might not want to be around people, or they might have a fear of driving or being out in public, but everyone can experience anxiety when symptoms are overwhelming and constant, often impacting everyday living, that's when it can be called an anxiety disorder. When it comes to ADHD, that's a developmental disorder defined by inattention, disorganized, hyperactivity, impulsiveness. Then there's bipolar disorder, which can cause dramatic shifts in a person's mood, energy, and ability to think clearly. Individuals with this disorder are extreme highs and low, lows with their mood. It's known as mania and depression. Some people can be symptom-free for many years between episodes. There's also borderline personality disorder. It's characterized by a pattern of instability and emotions, commonly referred to as dysregulation, interpersonal relationships, and self-image. Individuals with borderline personality disorder can also struggle with impulsiveness and self-harm. Then there's also depression. 
Depression involves recurrent severe periods of clear-cut changes in mood, thought processes, and motivation lasting for a minimum of two weeks. Changes in thought processes typically include negative thoughts and hopelessness. Depression also involves um, issues with sleep, energy, appetite, or weight. Dissociative disorders, which are frequently associated with trauma, disrupt every area of psychological functioning, consciousness, memory, identity, emotion, motor control, and behavior. Eating disorders also fall under mental illness, which are characterized by intentional changing of food consumption to the point where physical health or social behaviors are affected. There's obsessive compulsive disorder. This involves persistent intrusive thoughts, obsessions, and repetitive behaviors that person feels driven to perform um, in response to those thoughts. There's PTSD which involves a psychological and physiological response. It can occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a trauma event, such as a natural disaster, a serious accident, a terrorist act, rape, war, combat, or something something similar. Psychosis is characterized as disruptions to a person's thoughts and perceptions that make it difficult for them to recognize what is real and what isn't. Schizoaffective disorder, Involves symptoms of schizophrenia, such as hallucinations, hallucinations or delusions, and symptoms of a mood disorder, such as depressive or manic episodes. And then there's schizophrenia itself. It interferes with a person's ability to think clearly, manage emotions, make decisions, and relate to others. It also causes people to lose touch with reality, often in the form of hallucinations and delusions. And so there you go as far as the common mental health conditions that people experience about 50 percent of all lifetime mental illness begin by begins by age 14 and 75 percent by age 24. so a lot of people will notice issues that are occurring at in their youth but some of them haven't gotten the treatment for them so as an adult they um they might be asked hey when did this first start or how long have you been dealing with this well well then when they start thinking about it and bringing everything, you know, bringing anything, bringing everything into perspective, they start realizing, hey, I did experience that when I was 10. Or some of that happened as a teenager. I can't quite say what age it is, but this is something I did go through. But it might be at that time they weren't taken to be diagnosed for mental illness or wasn't as that bad enough to be sent to the doctor or hospitalized for it at that time. And now it's really impacting their life and they're trying to build relationships and take care of the responsibilities and are struggling with that with um, in their adult lives now. So there's a lot of people that are not being diagnosed appropriately. And, you know, talking about some of the things that can worsen the mental health, such as sleep. And when you think of it, if you have a mental illness that's already affecting your life and then the mental illness is causing someone not to be able to sleep, that can severely make things worse. And so you think of how important it is to sleep and that and how it impacts the mental health ability to function. It can lack of sleep can worsen a mood. It can lead to 
cardiovascular issues, immune issues. And so you add that on top of that. So with the mental health on, on top of eating issues, sleep issues, all that kind of. So if you would like to learn more on mental health and get more information on it, you can go to National Alliance on Mental Health. You can also go on National Institute of Mental Health. And um, there's also Mental Health America. You can go on there and get more information. It's also important to realize that drugs and alcohol can trigger a mental illness. It can also make it harder to recover from mental illness. And there's a lot of people dealing with substance abuse. And they might also be dealing with substance abuse plus have a mental illness. And when you're mixing drugs and alcohol with a mental illness, it can further worsen it and drive them into a crisis. So important to get treatment for that substance abuse or it can end up taking its toll on them or even killing them in the future. Normal lives and people that are taking their medications and receiving the treatment they need, therapy, can live healthy lives if they continue with their treatment plan. So, you know, when it comes to treatment for mental illnesses, um, medication is just one aspect of that, but there's different types of therapy that can be done. And it's important for them to work with their provider, with whoever they're getting treatment with, to have help them with different aspects. So, for example, if they're having issues with housing, there's places where they can go to get help with housing because some people with mental illnesses, they lose their home, they lose their jobs, and then they end up homeless because it's hard to, it can be difficult to maintain a normal life and keep a job when they're dealing with a mental illness. So they might need services such as psychiatric rehabilitation, housing, employment services, peer support, services or specialists and just a lot of support because some of them don't have family some of them don't have friends and so their doctors and therapists might be the only people they have to kind of help them manage their mental illness um, and keep them on track and so it's important to realize that when providers realize that when they're seeing these people that they might be the only ones they have contact with during the day and to just keep motivating them. You know, it's important that people don't look at mental health as it's a you problem because it can affect all of us. Anybody is susceptible to developing a mental illness at any time. It doesn't matter your age, ethnicity, where you live, how much money you make, all of that. It, it can affect anybody anytime. Anybody's susceptible to a trauma. Anybody's susceptible to going through changes in their lives. Um, especially if there's a genetic component to it. And it might just be a ticking time bomb. Some people might not know that they have a genetic component to it and it might just come on. And some mental illnesses are like that. For example, schizophrenia can be like that, come on, usually in early adulthood and like early 20s, late teens is, um, can, be, uh, can be a common onset for schizophrenia. And so it's important that people work together and not look at mental health as a stigma and just, and just you know, look at people as 
for who they are, not their mental illness. Mental illnesses do not prescribe a person. People are who they are. And that's just an illness like any other illness. And it can be effectively treated, managed with the right treatment plan, with the right people in their lives. And they can live relatively normal lives when they're, when they're um, receiving treatment. And I'm coming to the end of the podcast. So with that being said, I appreciate you joining me today. I hope you guys stay healthy. And until next time, don't forget to subscribe to my channel. This is Unconventional and Free. You guys take care. Bye-bye.